Hello and welcome, dear listener, to the Pangea Wire with your host, Klisman Murati. This is the third podcast of our newest project, the World Cup World Affairs Playoffs, where we connect the beautiful game to world affairs issues that matter to you, covering topics related to politics, business, economics, trade, technology, terrorism and security, and more. The third match of the final 16 was Spain versus Russia, and boy was it emotional. So let's dive straight in. Spanish-Russo relations go back nearly 500 years, when in 1520, King Charles V of Spain and the Grand Duchy of Moscow first exchanged envoys. With on-again, off-again relations since regular embassies were established in 1722. During the Soviet period, Russia strengthened diplomatic relations with the Second Spanish Republic, which was a democratic republic that existed from 1931 to 1939. In fact, the Soviet Union actively supported the Republicans through the course of the Civil War with military advisors, volunteers and weapon suppliers in exchange for Bank of Spain gold reserves, later known as Moscow Gold. However, when the Republic fell in 1939, Russia cut ties with the new leader dictator General Franco, with some describing the period between 1939 and 1975 when Franco's reign ended as the worst period of Spanish-Russo relations. As retaliation for a speech Khrushchev gave to the United Nations General Assembly against Franco's regime, Franco in turn banned the Spanish versus USSR game of the 1960 European Nations Cup, scheduled earlier in the same year. Modern times but similar distrust. There has been a latent distrust of the Russians by the Spanish in modern times. Spain accuses Russia of intentionally and actively seeking to destabilize the country via media campaigns to rally Catalonian identity. There has been a detailed analysis of pro-Russian media shown by Spanish authorities, which has found this output systematically betrays the Spanish government and justice system as guilty of violent repression. These tactics of subterfuge and hybrid warfare have been used not only in Spain, but in wider Europe, according to observers. What Russia fundamentally seeks is to create division, to slowly undermine Europe's democracy and institutions, says analyst Brett Schaefer from the Alliance for Securing Democracy. Spain has retaliated to these actions by extraditing to the United States a Russian citizen, who is accused by U.S. authorities of initiating major cybercrime campaigns, including the use of scam email distributions, fraudulent stock promotions, and ransomware earlier this year. EU trade and energy business Despite socio-political tensions, the EU and Russia still remain important trading partners. Since 1997, the EU's political and economic relations with Russia have been based on a Partnership and Cooperation Agreement, a PCA. The agreement aims to promote trade and investment and develop harmonious economic relations between the EU and Russia. Since Russia joined the World Trade Organization in 2012, EU-Russian trade relations have also been framed by WTO rules. As it currently stands, Russia is the EU's fourth largest trading partner, and the EU is Russia's biggest trading partner. Moreover, EU-Russian trade has continuously decreased since 2012, 
dropping by 44% between 2012 and 2016, from 330 billion euro in 2012 to 191 billion euro in 2016. This in part has been due to stringent sanctions against Russia by the EU and her allies. The main EU exports to Russia include machinery, transport equipment, chemicals, medicine and manufactured products. The main EU imports from Russia include raw materials, especially oil, crude and refined, and gas. In terms of Spanish-Russo relations, integration between these two nations hasn't been that deep. In terms of specific trade and business development agreements between Spain and Russia, one would point to the Renewable Energy Agreement, signed nine years ago. The then Prime Minister of Spain, José Luis Rodríguez Zapatero, announced an agreement with Russia for more cooperation between both countries in projects of renewable energy, investigation, exportation, and the transportation of combustible fuels. Well, despite their icy relationship at times, I think it'd be fair to say that this game between the two nations was a very tense but very emotional one. Going into the penalty shootout, I think Spain will kick themselves for not doing better. We wish them goodbye to this year's World Cup and look forward to seeing them in Qatar in the next four years. But for Russia, the dream continues. I hope you'll stick with us to learn more about the next team Russia get pegged with. We also hope that you're enjoying these podcasts and if you can think of a way to make them better, please do let us know. This article is part of a series in the Pangea Wire World Cup World Affairs Playoffs, where we take a dive into the politics, business, economics and trade relations between the final 16 teams in the World Cup. Our podcasts are available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, if you'd like to read our analysis, you can do so on our LinkedIn page and our website. To learn more about how Pangea Wire can help you and your business, head over to our website at www.pangeawire.com or you can email us at info at Thank you for listening and have a great day.